Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. My name's Bob, and it's my privilege, my honor, and truly my joy to serve here at Grace Point as Connections Pastor. I want to take us back a little ways prior to COVID-19, prior to 100-degree weather days, uh, prior to rising unemployment rates and uh, a lackluster economy. Let's go back to February. I know that you remember what it was like to wear a coat and what it was like to, to see a robust economy and, 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 and uh, no COVID things to contend with. My, the times they have changed. And for Chiefs fans in February, it was a month to remember. Millions of Chiefs fans were jumping and, and running and dancing in the streets with joy because their beloved Chiefs, for the first time in 50 years, half a century, had won the Super Bowl. Now, those who know me well know that I'm not a Chiefs fan. But I couldn't help but rejoice with them when I saw the joy and, and uh, exuberance uh, that, was, that was embodying them as they celebrated. Now, maybe for you, joy's not found in a sports win, a championship. Maybe for you, joy's found in your favorite restaurant reopening. Maybe for you, it's a long-awaited promotion or a new job opportunity that you've long sought after. Maybe it's getting the news that you received a scholarship that you thought you had no shot at. Or maybe it's the birth of your very first child. Congratulations, Preston and Sarah, on your new, new daughter. Perhaps... It's God's answered prayer for you, Brian, that he answered your prayer to be able to walk your one and only daughter down the aisle. What a time to celebrate. Perhaps it's having received your last chemo treatment, Maria. And I want you to know that we rejoice with you and your whole Grace Point family and friends are continuing to lift you up in prayer. Joy has many sources, and I want us to discover another one of those today. So open your Bibles, whether it's printed or electronic version that you have, to the New Testament book of Philippians. In this short letter from the Apostle Paul, to his church family in the Greek city of Philippi, Paul uses the word joy, or a synonym of it, 16 times. And it happens while he writes from a prison cell. It's a letter filled with joy, sincerity, gratitude, optimism, encouragement. And it's a letter for us. A letter for all Christians, for all time. You know, one can't read, in my opinion, this letter, Philippians, 
one can't read this without being changed. It's like a, a glass of sweet tea on a hot summer day, but better. The English word joy in our New Testament is used here in the passage that we'll be looking at. And, and, and in most places throughout the New Testament version of the Bible is translated from the Greek word kara. And it means, you guessed it, joy. Synonymously glad or, or happy. And such a feeling can be the result of circumstances. But make no mistake, as Paul writes this letter, his circumstances are anything but joyful. He's in prison, and Paul's not happy about that. He's not happy about the circumstances to his beloved church in Philippi that he's writing to, because they're going through some really tough times, not unlike what we're experiencing these days in our culture. But what he is happy about, what he is joyful about, is Jesus. I wonder today, can you say the same? For the believer, real joy, everlasting joy, deep-seated joy, has nothing to do with our circumstances and everything to do with Jesus. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9, Though you have seen, not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of of your souls. In today's passage, we're challenged to respond to the blessings and work of Jesus Christ in us by living with humility and in unity, a life of joy, a life of joy that's not dependent upon our circumstances, but rather a joy that is authentic and is enduring and has its source firmly grounded in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, if the Philippian church will do this, whatever happens, whatever circumstances come, Paul's joy will be complete. He'll be dancing in his prison cell over the church. Whatever happens that's conducting itself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But like the Chiefs and their championship run, success is not only an individual effort, it is a collective effort. It's a team commitment. And it is for us at Grace Point as well. Successful, evangelistic, kingdom-building, joyful churches bring Paul, and more importantly, Jesus, complete joy when they live united in a world that's 
kind of upside down right now. When they live united and in humility for the glory of Jesus Christ to the people around them. And, and here's what that looks like. Paul writes, if you have your Bibles open now to, to Philippians chapter 2, Paul writes beginning in verse 1, and I'm reading from the New International Version. He says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. If Paul fittingly starts this passage in his letter with that tiny two-letter word, if. And then he goes there repeatedly. If. If Jesus has done anything in your life that encourages you. If Jesus' love has comforted you in any way. If Jesus' Spirit, the blessed Holy Spirit, Christ in you, has blessed you with His presence in any way. If Jesus has ever treated you tenderly and with compassion. If Jesus has and is blessing you in any of those ways, if these blessings, these gifts of grace, if, if, they, if, they, if they matter to you in any possible way, then you and I, we have an obligation to respond to others in a manner that is worthy of Jesus Christ and His love for humanity. One people following one Savior, building one kingdom that will make a real difference in the world around us. Now that, friends, is a like-minded church. That's a unified church.